In the heart of Austin's 6th Street, there's an Irish-style pub by the name of B.D. Riley's. Most people who make a trip down to Austin make it a point to stop in and have a few drinks, but little take the time to learn about its haunting history and its surprising ties to General Santa Ana, Davy Crockett, and that's right, the Battle of the Alamo. I spoke with Anna, a woman who gives tours in the downtown district, highlighting not only suspected paranormal activity among Austin's drinking establishments, but the history of these places that most people wouldn't even think twice about. Most bars in the 6th Street area have a bit of a dark past, and a handful have even been funeral homes or crematories at some point or another. Anna gives me some background on how she got into the paranormal with a little backstory. When I got this job, I lived on a ranch, and it was a historical ranch, and it was very spirited. I had the pleasure of meeting other intuitive mediums that came into this house and validated what I was experiencing, these occurrences. So sadly, I had to leave this ranch and be on my own, and as a single mom does you know I'm looking for different jobs to do at different hours of the day that I can do them juggling my kids and I happened to be working at a health club doing some nights there and I was looking online and I saw this job for the ghost job and I thought hey I could do that because you know I did it at the ranch and I called and out of all these jobs I was knocking on doors for this one happened to call me back and I thought it would help me because I'm aspiring to be an end-of-life caregiver and transitioner and I've always wanted to have a memorial park and I'm interested in in that part of life the, the where do we go what happened so I went downtown I kind of observed what was going on and thought man am I supposed to be doing this am I supposed to be going down the sixth street going to bars and selling ghosts some horrible salesperson. and if I do sell something it has to be either my art or something I believe in very much and well you know it's funny because I have this this warrior spirit about me and there's this woman that I've kept a picture of on my wall and she's a local hero to me and her name is Susanna Dickinson, and if you don't know who Susanna Dickinson is, she fought in the Alamo, and she was there with her husband. She had the opportunity to leave, and she didn't. She stayed. She watched the bloody battle. She watched Davy Crockett take his last prayer. She saw Santa Ana's men come in, kill her husband, and she prayed. She's like me. She prayed in that chapel, and to me, this woman was surrounded by the protection of a million angels. I don't know how many, because at the end of the battle, she was one of the only survivors there with her baby. And Santa Anna came face to face with her. And he said, you know, my war is not with women and children. And I will take your baby back to Mexico City. And she's like, no, I don't think so. So anyway, she came back to Austin and she started over again. And I've been fascinated with her because I wondered how she got through that. And somehow I acquired this uh, print that I got from a friend that was asked by the Alamo to paint this picture of her. And it's it's kind of haunting, actually. And I've been to the Texas State Cemetery and I've sat by her grave. And 
th- that night I came home and I kind of looked at this picture and I was like, okay, Susanna, you know, give me some guidance. Am I supposed to, what am I supposed to be doing? And I went to work shortly thereafter to my health club graveyard shift and I started reading the monologues and the stories about B.D. Riley's down on 6th Street and the building and the history of it. And it happened to be that B.D. Riley's was started in 1875 by a man named Joseph Hannig. And Joseph Hannig was an undertaker and he was also a furniture maker and a cabinet maker. So I found out he started this building and I started reading more about him on the side. And I found out that Joseph Hannig actually married a woman. He had a wife and it was Susanna Dickinson. I, of course, was about to cry because this is the woman I'm speaking of that's on my wall. I was like, oh my God, Susanna. And what I was reading was that there was the smell of a perfume people would smell. And they described it as being really thick and warm and it's there for a minute and and then it goes away. So I thought, I bet that's her perfume. I bet that's her. So I was in. I was hooked. I was like, all right, there's something. There's a message here that's calling me to this building. I thought, if I smell this perfume, I'm totally keeping this job. And I went in to train with my friend Allison, who was doing the tours at the time. And I was kind of off in my own space, observing her, observing the guests. While we were in Beatty Riley, I was standing at the end of the bar. And then it hit me, just like that, just like the story said. I just got this waft of warm rose thick rose smell and it went away and immediately I looked to my right and there was a woman there and I kind of smelled her and I looked to my left there was a woman there and I smelled them and it was definitely not them and the reason I know it wasn't them is because it wasn't smelling like it smelled a second ago and I thought oh my god so I went home and got a feel of the building and then Next weekend, went back, and my boss was there with his girlfriend, and I called him over, and I, I was going to ask him why he didn't put something about Susanna in the story that I read, and I said, hey, Susanna Dickinson, and he's like, oh, you know, she had something to do with building this building, and I said, I know, and he said, my girlfriend and I were just wondering if that's her perfume that everybody's smelling, and I was like, yeah, I think so, so... Time goes on, and here I am every weekend now um, bringing people downtown and telling them about the history and the spirit that people sense in these buildings. And I've heard some stuff about this building. Um, Most of the stuff I hear from people firsthand. I like to hear it firsthand from others' experiences. One of the bartenders there told me he was closing one night, and he was in the kitchen, and he had something, somebody whack him on the back of the head. You know, who knows if that was her or not. But there was a sighting of a man there as well that I was told about. And I believe, from the way he was described, that it could possibly be Joseph Hanning as well. So he was an undertaker. The bodies didn't go through the building, though. He made coffins. I found out he made coffins. And in front of the building, it was... Um, 
furniture and filled the coffins. And in the back where he filled the coffins, there's only one original wall left in the building. And it's it happens to be there in like this back booth. There's kind of a haunted booth as well as just this kind of little vortex where I smelled the perfume. Susanna's retelling of the events at the Alamo are some of the most detailed that we have. Although she was illiterate, she was very outspoken about what she had seen and experienced in the 13-day siege on the Alamo and coming face-to-face -face with General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. After Texas won its independence, Susanna applied to the newly formed Texas government for compensation for her husband's land. After all, he was one of the many who died in battle. The Texas government, however, said no. She was left in poverty, married four more times, and died in 1883. I hope you liked this episode of Hard Hat's Haunted Knowledge Corner. Be sure to subscribe to Emergency Exit Podcast wherever you get your pods. Find us on Facebook or on Twitter at EMEXPod, and you can always find us online, emergencyexitpodcast.com. This show was brought to you in part by Are you tired of getting your news from around the world? With newspapers like the Boston and the New York Globe, do you find it hard to believe any of the news that you find inside? It's like, where are you to find a trustworthy source when they clearly can't see the true shape of the earth? Well, lucky for you, there's a more linear approach to getting your news. Flat Earth Weekly is a new and revolutionary periodical that bases 100% of its stories on 100% non-science. That's right, non-science. If it's science-backed, we can't get around it. Flat Earth Weekly brings you your week in review with sections like Home and Garden, Business Insider, and our award-winning section, Globies and You, Surviving in a Sheep's World. Have an ongoing dispute with that co-worker about what makes up the firmament? Write into our self-help columnist, Jeff from Texas, and find the best resolution. For the low price of 18 cents per week, that's right, 18 cents, you can get all this and more delivered right to your door. With easy billing options, which include Bitcoin and many other cryptocurrencies, Flat Earth Weekly is your go-to source for all information Flat Earth related. Be sure to check out our newest section, Flat Earth Singles, your only source for meeting guys and gals who are enlightened to the ways of the truth of our world. Meet local singles looking to mingle or find that special someone you haven't been able to find in other circles. That's right, Flat Earth Weekly has everything you need and more. So that's right, get out there, get on the phone, order your subscription today. for damages to persons or property through flat earth singles. Always practice safe sex and be cautious for creepers.